Throughout history, humans have built cities, giving each of them a unique character. On the Middle Nile, the ancient Egyptians built a city along a two-kilometer central line. This was Thebes, the city with a hundred gates. Beside the Seine, an axis extends from the Louvre to the Place de l'Etoile and onwards to the Champs-Élysées. This three-kilometer central line defines the romance of Paris. In Beijing, a central axis extending for 7.8 kilometers bisects the city. This north-south line defines its layout. The buildings and urban space along it are arranged in such a way as to express the Chinese ideal of national order. They bear witness to many centuries of change in the country's urban lifestyle. Beijing it's very important when you shape uh, the urban environment to make sure that you maintain the human scale, to make the spaces useful and loved. In ancient China, the rhythm of urban life was dictated by the rising and setting of the sun. The spatial layout of cities was based on humanity. That is the secret behind an enduringly livable city. Santiago is a visual artist and photographer from Spain who is fascinated by Bruce Lee and Kung Fu. During over a decade spent living in Beijing, he has tried to uncover some of the secrets of Chinese culture. Having heard about the Central Axis many times, he has finally come to Yongdingmen to observe it. I think, yeah, this is the first time I'm in the top of uh, Yongdingmen, Chongguo, who is the country of the center, and that line is through me. Yeah, I think it's a, a very magical moment. Maybe the power, <laughs> the special power of this capital is helping me to find something. Beijing's central axis extends from Yongdingmen in the south to the Bell and Drum Towers in the north. In the course of its 7.8 kilometer length, it passes through a number of major landmarks. These include Jingshan Hill, the Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square, Tianmen, and Tianchao South Street. Along its route, several key structures stand in symmetrical pairs on its eastern and western sides. These buildings and the axis itself sustain the grandeur of Beijing. The Chinese philosophies of time, space, and urban planning inherent in them have also had a profound influence on the world's architectural history. But the story of Beijing's central axis begins many centuries ago.
The central axis, in its earliest form, was seen 755 years ago in the Yuan dynasty capital called Dadu. At the heart of the city was a central platform from which an axis extended to the north and south. Wang Jun is hoping to identify the site of the central platform, the geometric center of Beijing back in the Yuan dynasty. In 1271 AD, Kublai Khan, the founding emperor of the Yuan dynasty, decided to build a new imperial city on the ruins of the old capital, Zhongdu. As the city's chief planner, the emperor appointed an architect named Liu Bingzhong. Liu studied the mountains and waters in the area and decided to build a city around a specific center. By doing so, he was following the guidelines set out in the Kao Gong Ji, or Artificer's Record, a classic work compiled between the 5th and 3rd centuries BC. The Kao Gong Ji stated that establishing the center of a city should be of overriding importance. Based on his study of the landscape, Liu determined the location of the new city. He then designed an axis running along the Shuchai High Lakes area. He ordered that a pavilion be built on this axis to mark the city's geometric center. Who 又和我们的传统文化进得最深刻的联系 According to the Chinese concept of urban planning, identifying a center represents the pursuit of social order and enduring stability. Also, building a city near water is essential for human habitation. Beijing's axis, as its spine, is a fruit of these two concepts. It reflects the Chinese view of heaven, earth, and people, which has endured for thousands of years. Wanning Bridge is the point where the city's axis and its river system intersect. As the starting point of the Jinghang Grand Canal, this was part of the busiest dock in the Yuan capital. A famous hydrologist named Guo Shoujing turned what had been a depression into a meeting point between two rivers, the Yongding and the Chaobai. By doing so, he established a direct route between the imperial palace and the canal. It was a solution that guaranteed not only supplies for the imperial court, but also sufficient water for the city.
From its capital served by rivers, the Mongol Empire could extend its governance throughout the country. Its river system also allowed it to prosper and its residents to lead a comfortable life. It was one thing ensuring that the river system intersected with the central axis, but the real challenge was to leverage the river's role in order to make the city more dynamic and vibrant. Wang and his team sought answers to how this was achieved, not only in Beijing. They also investigated how other countries practiced river management and development. Ghent is a small historic city in Belgium. Its innovative waterways management could serve as an example for Beijing in restoring its central axis and the surrounding area. A millennium ago, London was populated by just a few thousand people. Following two industrial revolutions, it has become the international metropolis we see today. In Beijing, both inside and outside the Imperial Palace, the waterways and buildings along the central axis continue to play their role, just as they have done for hundreds of years. Jun has devoted many years to urban planning and cultural heritage preservation. In order to demonstrate the importance of the axis in urban planning, he is often to be seen employing an old method of measuring the position of the various structures. Gu 
影子走一圈就是一个太阳能的周期。古文是这样把三百六十五又四分之一天给测定的。所以你说这个轴线有多重要？我们古代这个最重要的知识体系是吧？儒家的这个经典，包括先秦的这些经书是吧？记了大量的传统的科学技术这些东西，那结果都体现在这个轴线上。The ancient Chinese believed that the moon, the sun, and all the other stars rotated around the same fixed central point. A verse in the Shi Jing, a classic of poetry, describes how Marquess Wen of Wei built his palace based on astronomical signs. The philosophy of heaven and human united as one. Dictated that the layout of a city should take into account the movement of the sun and moon, with a central point reflecting the celestial center. If these principles were observed, the city's residents would live in harmony with nature. Based on this philosophical framework, the ancient Chinese used the position of the sun to define the 24 solar terms and to plan their cities. In 2022, major cold, the last of the solar terms on the calendar, fell on January 20th. To mark the occasion, Mr. Zhang is preparing to beat his drum. The bell and drum towers located at the northern end of the central axis kept the time for the whole of Beijing. The sound of the bells and drums would spread from the center all across the city. The abstract concept of time was divided into equal sections. Thus, we have mornings and evenings, and the 24 solar terms of the year. The 24 drums here each correspond to a solar term. Farmers would plan their activities according to the sound of the different drums. The bell and drums brought human activity into line with the laws of nature. In turn, nature taught humans how to lay out their cities. This book of photographs shows Beijing's walls and gates. Published in 1924, it was the work of the famous Swedish sinologist Oswald Seren. Santiago uses it as a reference in studying Beijing. Everybody can search their own connections. The things that I can see, 
my, the connection that I can see is not the same than yours, probably. I'm using my camera to talk about how the, the world is just one, you know, everything is just one. It depends on you where you find out or where you see that connection. Santiago, as he observed Beijing along its central axis, wondered how to capture it in his photographs. He finally found inspiration in the Hall of Supreme Harmony at the center of the axis. I bring this notebook uh, trying to explain one idea. The idea is the central axis. That line here between the two pages represents the central axis. So you see the wind is moving the, all the different pages, but the axis keep the same. I mean, the, the, the axis is the essence. Essence never, never change. He discovered deep resonance in the concept of the jong, or center. Based on what he'd already learned about the axis, he set about investigating the jong. It was in the classic text, the Tao Te Ching, that he found the most compelling explanation of the importance of the center in Chinese culture. Uh, Lao Tse is talking here in this chapter. Mm -hmm. He's trying to talk about the Tao itself. So this is why I, I took this photo with the, uh, mm -hmm. with the cover of the container, trying to show that moment mm -hmm. who suddenly disappeared. The center is where change originates. The central axis was the starting point for planning Beijing and created the city's symmetry. The splendor and orderliness of Beijing originate from the central axis. The central axis dominates the layout, with buildings of different heights standing in symmetry along it. To the east and west of this line, Beijing's major streets extend across the city. Liang Sicheng devoted his life to the study and preservation of ancient Chinese architecture. A great architect himself, he expressed awe at the way Beijing's urban layout unfolded along the central axis. Beijing has a vast trove of well-preserved ancient buildings. These priceless masterpieces are the embodiment of old traditions and new vitality. Zhuang 然后经过明代,明代把这种体系制度又进一步发扬光大。The northern section of the central axis was mainly a working area, while the southern section was the focus of daily life. Tianqiao is an iconic site in southern Beijing. 
In the Yuan dynasty, it was a gathering place for literati. In the Ming and Qing dynasties, with Beijing's expansion, it became a bustling place full of merchant stalls, tea houses, bird markets and opera houses. This is where Peking Opera and Temple Fairs became popular. At Tianqiao, it was as if the central axis had extended from the Forbidden City into the lives of ordinary people. It's a 可以动不动就一见钟情,对不对?是吧?有约会,有这些浪漫的东西。So what does this result in? I think it results in more livable communities. Um, you have a better social increment, you have a stronger sense of identity where you're living, who you're living with, uh, you have neighborhoods that you can walk in, and it's really key at the densities that you see in China today, which are, I think, healthy and a really positive thing, Beijing is celebrated as a masterpiece of urban planning. In addition to designing its symmetrical layout, the planners also assigned functions to every part of the city. Two buildings stand in symmetry, one to the east and the other to the west of Tianqiao. They are the Temple of Heaven and the Temple of Agriculture, one represents heaven, the other mountains and rivers. Every year, when it was time for spring sowing, the emperor would lead a retinue across Tianqiao. At the Temple of Agriculture, he would perform a ritual, praying for a good harvest. Throughout history, the overriding responsibility of the emperor was to ensure that his people had enough to eat. To this end, the 12 emperors of the Qing dynasty paid more than 200 visits to Tianqiao. Xianlongtan他特别反映这个中国农业社会的这些信仰的特点，就是什么都是神啊，什么都有神。在中轴线上有很多重大的历史事件，所以它又和重要的历史事件、信仰、传统有直接的关联。In his research on the central axis, Professor Liu is guided by Liang Sicheng's insightful writings. As director of the National Heritage Center at Tsinghua University, he hopes that if he uncovers more of the ancient wisdom embodied in it, the central axis will become a well-recognized cultural heritage site. 
就是我们今天看不到、摸不着的这个天，但是我们认为它是按照一定的规律在运行，是吧？四季也好，四时也好，是吧？就是它是不断的这样的一个运行的过程，所以这个东西了不起啊！那我们中国的地下的是吧？落在地上的人间的东西。In the Chinese worldview, the central axis represents cultural diversity and integration. This principle is reflected in Liang Sicheng's design of the monument to the people's heroes. It adds something eternal to the axis. This is the design of the monument to the people's heroes. This is the design of the monument to the people's heroes. This is the design of the monument to the people's heroes. 是建国以后第一个放在中轴线上的国家级的重要的建筑。那么，怎么样体现跟中轴线呼应起来？我们可以看到，其实这个人民兄纪念碑的设计本身是一个古今交融，是有古有今，是吧？继承传统，但同时又有今天的这些要素的，啊，现代设计要素的这样的一个设计，啊，又是一个非常左右对称。啊，非常比例很很很严谨，是吧？然后很端庄的一个，呃，纪念建筑的设计。这些建筑群从永乐皇帝迁都以后，一直到我们共和国时期，那么因为它在城市的核心，因为中国的以中为尊的这样的一个传统，所以在这条轴线就变成了中国最重要的一条轴线。那么，所有重要的建筑都围绕着这个中心线和这个区域布局。The symmetrical aesthetics of the central axis inspired Santiago with an artistic concept of overlapping and folding. He selected several of his best photographs and overlapped them to see what they might produce. The result was an effect in which the axis melted into the scenery to the south and north of Yongdingmen. To Santiago, this reflected how the axis embraced different cultures. The central axis is forever. The form can change. Maybe in 600 years, of course, the buildings will. Probably will be very different, or who knows what happened. But the axis will be here. Today, along its central axis, the ancient and modern worlds integrate to reveal the unique characteristics of a world-class city. It connects the most important buildings from various historical periods. Together, they represent a priceless part of the world's cultural heritage. Over the centuries, however, as the city's function has changed, so has its landscape. The key to the preservation of the axis lies in the accurate mapping of its original location and design. In drawing up better plans for the axis and the entire city, good research is essential. Tian Chao, one of the three bridges along the axis. Is key to establishing its original position. Tao Yingchun and her team from the Beijing Institute of Surveying and Mapping 
are looking for the old Tian Chao, which disappeared almost a hundred years ago.因为老的天桥，它是正好坐落在中轴线上，又是在以前老的那条龙须沟上。这个就相当于是中轴线，是它的纵坐标。然后龙须沟是它的横坐标。我们只要把这两条线的焦点找到，就能准确的确定以前老
一个时空的底座，呃，很多单位都能在上面共同进行作业。The accurate 3D image of the axis will serve as a key digital basis for restoring the axis and its surrounding structures. The digital reconstruction will allow more people to share and appreciate the beauty of the central axis. After six months of preparation, Santiago is starting work on a visual art project that will express his understanding of the axis. No, here already is okay. No, I saw it. I think later here in the middle we need some sticker. The 19 buildings spread north to south along the axis are depicted down the back of the statue. He has named the work Central Spine. I, I don't think the, the uh, central uh, axis is something to divide the Siri. In fact, it's the opposite. That line is the point who share both, both, both sides, you know? So it's nothing to, to uh, divide, you know? It's the support. I think it's beautiful, um, the idea of the city about one line support the whole city, you know? In the same way that the spine support uh, the body, just in one individual. For over a thousand years, despite the movement of the stars and changes in the world, the central axis has sustained Beijing's spatial layout. Today, the axis is a cultural space that is connected with, but essentially different from, the axis of the Ming and Qing dynasties. This reflects the fact that people are now at the heart of urban planning. A city built for human habitation should serve the needs of its residents. This principle resides not only in urban buildings, but also in people's hearts. I think that some things change in human history and some things always remain the same. And a sense of community, uh, a sense of human scale, these are timeless qualities that the city has to embrace. The ancient city of Beijing is like a giant dial inscribed with the cosmic concepts of time and space. 
The 7.8-kilometer central axis is a spatio-temporal axis that traverses the dial, determining the direction and dictating the development of the entire city. Since ancient times, everything that happens in this leading world capital, from daily life to state governance and cultural development, has unfolded along this spatio-temporal axis. Thus, for centuries, Beijing's central axis has served to maintain balance and order in the city.